It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. How are you doing today? Thursday edition of the Locked on Vikings podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network. At Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. Welcome to the show. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes if you like the product. Leave a rating. We would appreciate it. Locked on Podcast Network is still expanding. And we are proud to announce the brand new show, Locked on Jets. Hosted by John Butchko. Make sure to go check that out if you have an East Coast slant. We'd also like to announce a partnership with DraftBreakdown.com, which means that we will have the insight of Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino in the coming months as they will contribute to a locked-on NFL draft podcast starting in late September, which will take you, I presume, all the way through next spring's draft. This particular podcast is Locked On Vikings. If you've missed any previous episodes with my co-host Sage Rosenfels, go back and podcast those on Audio Boom or iTunes. The podcast can also be found on coldomaha.com. We thank them for the promotional help, and we thank Cumulus Media for the studio space. In today's show, I tell you the true meaning of the preseason, and we'll go around the North, updates on the other NFC North teams, Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit. We go around the horn. But we start with a great story from yesterday at Minnesota Vikings practice. Rhett Ellison speaking to the media for the first time since returning off the pup. It strikes you how when somebody tears up a knee or hurts a shoulder or suffers some kind of season-ending injury, we hear the news, we register that they are out, whether it's 6, 9, 12 months, and then we forget. And we don't have to undergo the rehab. We're selfish when it comes to injuries. We just want the person back. Well, Rhett Ellison gave us some insight, just a glimpse into how challenging a rehab can be and how dark it can be as a player when your livelihood is taken away from you in an instant. Rhett Ellison tore his patellar, which is a rare knee injury. The way he put it, there are 10 ACLs for every patellar tendon tear. He had to watch on the sidelines as the Vikings lost by one in the NFC wildcard game in negative six degrees, standing there on the sidelines in pain, awaiting surgery, awaiting nine months of rigorous rehab. And he said when the doctors cleared him, to practice, it was like a kid on Christmas Eve. Here's Rhett talking about the experience. It was tough at first. Um, the hard part about the injury was it wasn't so much the physical stuff because that, you know, 
physically rehabbing is, is hard, but it's not as hard as the mental side of it and, and staying in it and changing your whole framework, you know, making it more flexible. Because before this injury, I never had to deal with anything like this before. You know, I would pick things up easy. And, it was either, you know, I did it right or I did it wrong. There was no in between. And this injury kind of taught me how to be more flexible with the way I think. Um, so in the beginning, it was really tough, you know, to watch the guys compete while I got to stand on the sidelines. But at the end, it, it just turned into a learning opportunity. Picture this, too, if you're Red Ellison. You get hurt week 17, and this is the sequence of events that follows. A, you miss the team's playoff game. B, you have a surgery to look forward to. C, you have a wedding to plan. D, you were in a contract year. So while Rhett is also negotiating a contract with general manager Rick Spielman and being courted by multiple teams, he's also negotiating table settings and processional songs with his fiancée. Those are a few stressors in life, and he had to undergo them all at once. But now he's back, and he's happy. He was about as animated and as forthright and glowing as I've ever seen Red Ellison, the fifth-year veteran out of USC, converted fullback, now a tight end. He talked about his support system and how he got through some of those tough mental times during the rehab I mean early on you know you go through some dark days you you it's really like I said because you, your your mind has never had to handle something like that so it, it reverts back to the old way of how I used to think like because I can't do this then I'm that you know it's just black and white um, so it wasn't until you know I had to change the way I looked at things that you know, it kind of got me out of that depression hey, over here. kind of thing if I didn't have my wife I, there's no way I think I'd be back at all I mean she she uh, and well, we got married through the process so that was awesome she got me closer to my faith I mean she's been my rock throughout this whole process I mean she had to drive me everywhere she had to I mean I was pretty much completely dependent on her for three months and uh, and she's just yeah she's been my rock Rhett Ellison practicing in pads. He probably won't play on Sunday, but he and Mike Zimmer hope he's ready for the regular season. And he would be a tremendous help, not only as a receiver, but primarily as a run blocker. And after watching two very lackluster preseason games, I think we can all understand the Vikings could use a little boost in the run game. If you've been wagering on Vikings preseason football for the last two-plus years, please send me some money. Vikings are 10-1 and in preseason games under Mike Zimmer. So I've crunched a few numbers. Is it important to be successful in the preseason? How does it correlate to regular season success? I think people would mostly say the preseason doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Look at the, the Lions of 2008, who were perfect in the preseason. They ended up going 0-16. Well, I would say the people are mostly correct. Since the turn of the century, in 2000, there have been 29 teams to have a perfect preseason record. The Vikings have done it twice. Only 14 of those 29 teams advanced 
to the postseason, though three won the Super Bowl. The 2000 Ravens, 2003 Patriots, 2013 Seahawks. So about one in 10 teams who have a perfect preseason win the Super Bowl in that sample size. But if you break down overall record, it's pretty underwhelming. The average win total of those 29 teams, 7.8 wins per season. That's less than 500. And obviously the, the Lions didn't help that cause out one bit with their 16 losses. However, that being said, it is better, I believe, to be perfect than to be winless. There have been 32 winless teams since the turn of the century in the preseason. 32 winless teams. Only eight made the postseason. One quarter of them made the postseason as opposed to half of the perfect teams. Only 10 of the 32 finished with a winning record. 16 had losing records. Six finished 500. Overall, it equated to 7.6 wins per year. So I think, in general, the middle 80% in this study doesn't matter. The middle 80% doesn't matter. It's going to go either way. But the top 10% of the perfect teams can be elite. And the bottom 10% of the winless teams are going to be miserable. There's a higher potential for success if you go perfect in the preseason. It is not a strong correlation by any means. But I think you'd rather be perfect than winless. Who wouldn't want that? Mike Zimmer certainly wants that. If you're, if you're in Vegas and you can bet on the, the Vikings money line, preseason game in, preseason game out, you could pay your mortgage. Zimmer coaches the third string guys as closely as he does the starters. Will the Vikings go perfect again this preseason? Be the second time in three years. And they nearly did it last season. They had five preseason games. They started 4-0. And then they lost the throwaway fifth preseason game. Those additional 0.2 wins could be the difference between a wild card berth and a lonely January. It's Locked On Vikings and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Breaking news. This is literally breaking this second. Into my inbox. The Vikings have waived Melvin White, cornerback, Louisiana Lafayette. Melvin White was not going to make the team. Started 17 games over two years for the Carolina Panthers, but then was released for a reason. But just reacting to this now, it's tough to imagine why the Vikings would make this move now with roster cuts looming unless there was some kind of disciplinary or injury issue. Melvin White was fine yesterday. Intriguing. Perplexing. Maybe we'll get an answer today from Mike Zimmer. He speaks at about 11 a.m. this Thursday. Let's go around the North. Touching on all three NFC North teams, the Green Bay Packers are currently embroiled in a controversy with the NFL. Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews have been linked to the same steroid allegations as Peyton Manning with the Al Jazeera report and the Charlie Sly report. They have been pressed to speak to the NFL for weeks now. 
They haven't been cooperating until supposedly Wednesday. They cooperated with investigators. Peyton Manning cooperated. He got off scot-free. He also retired, so there was less at stake. With Deflategate, Tom Brady did not cooperate with the NFL. He got suspended. Do you see the connection here? The NFL wants you to give in to their demands. They want you to talk to them at their whim. The NFL is a very powerful corporation, and they want to do things their way. To my eye, it looks like Matthews and Peppers could be pawns for the NFLPA. The NFLPA wants to have someone or some group of people finally stand up to the National Football League, even at the risk of having them suspended for four games. Matthews and Peppers could be in danger. And even if they do cooperate and are still found guilty, they could still be suspended. It's a sinking feeling if you're a Green Bay fan, not only because of the impending suspension, but if the allegations are true, and there was another ex-Packer incriminated as well, then maybe the organization that you support is not quite as squeaky clean as you supposed. It's not an easy thought to swallow. The Packers are waiting with bated breath right now on Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers, two of their most important defensive players. Will they be suspended for the first quarter of the season? That news could be coming in any hour. The Chicago Bears. The line on the Chicago Bears is injuries, injuries, injuries. And following the Bears from afar, you know, as a Vikings reporter, Seems like, seems like this is always an issue. The Chicago Bears are always decimated, whether it's their quarterback, whether it's their offensive line, or their linebacking core. I mean, here's a quick look at their injury report. Running back Jeremy Langford, left foot. Right guard Kyle Long, shoulder. Inside linebacker Danny Trevathan, hamstring. And that's just the beginning. I mean, Deontay Thomas, Derek Keaton, Nick Kwiatkowski, Tony Moyaki, Kyle Fuller, that's an important cornerback, Bryce Callahan, Devontae Bosby. Some of those guys probably won't make the team, but a lot of them are. A lot of them will. Zach Miller, limited with a concussion. Eddie Royal, limited with a concussion. Just never ends with the Chicago team. They're already banged up. It seems a little more severe than the banged up that the Vikings were last week. Obviously, they've still got a good two and a half weeks to get healthy for week one. But Chicago's not getting a great glimpse of the entirety of that roster. Detroit Lions. Megatron-free Detroit Lions. Could it possibly be a good thing that Calvin Johnson left Detroit? He's a future Hall of Famer. Probably the best receiver in the NFL, if not last year, certainly for a spell of about three, four, five years in his prime. Could Detroit possibly benefit from his absence? Here's why I say that. Week one last season, Detroit did not target Calvin Johnson very abundantly, and they lost at San Diego. In the week leading up to the Minnesota Vikings game at TCF Bank Stadium, a lot of noise was made about Calvin Johnson's workload. Then against the Vikings... Detroit seemed to overcompensate and force the ball too hard to Calvin Johnson. He racked up a good number of catches, not for many yards, though, 
and Detroit got smoked. Without the obligation to feed a future HOFer and the addition of Anquan Bolden and the addition of Marvin Jones, adding that to the already threatening Golden Tate, with those three receivers in tow, the fresh offensive coordinator in Jim Bob Cooter, who livened up that offense last year, and from all the reports, a faster-paced Detroit Lions offense, will that lead to more offensive success? When you don't know where the ball's going, teams were blanketing Calvin Johnson because they knew he was going to be the primary receiver. Now you've got Tate, now you've got Jones, now you've got Anquan Bolden. Just a quick cut here, little slant here, quick hitch there, and boom, they're moving down the field in rapid-fire fashion. Can Jim Bob Cooter work his magic again after the Lions had a sneakily very good second half of the season? Granted, the pressure was off. They had nothing left to play for after a wretched first half of the season. But winning games in the NFL needs to be applauded, and they did that on the back half of the schedule. That's our trip around the North. Check out Locked On Bears with Arthur Arkish, Locked On Packers with Bill Huber. It's a Locked On Vikings podcast. Two more practices this week for the Vikings. I'll be there today in a matter of minutes and then Friday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Sage Rosenfels at Sage Rosenfels 18 is with us tomorrow. We're still getting questions coming in for our Ask the Sage debut. Send me a tweet at Sam Ekstrom. Use the hashtag AskTheSage. Something about his playing career, something about the Minnesota Vikings. You can ask about me, but I don't have much to tell you. I mean, I grew up in rural South Dakota. Went to college in rural Iowa. Not a lot to say. Sage has many more stories. Ask the Sage. Let's get this thing rolling. Thanks for listening. Go explore the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll talk to you on Lockdown Vikings in the morning. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On Minnesota listeners, this is Tony Abbott here to tell you about the brand new Locked On Wild podcast, where my co-host Joe Bully and I break down the Minnesota Wild every single day. How can you listen? Just search for Locked On Wild in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to bring Locked On Wild to your device every day.